3: Alright, welcome back. It is another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast brought to you by suitorscoop.com. And uh, welcome in the entire gang once again. Glad to have them back. It's been a really big week. I really don't know what the hell's going on uh, because my head is spinning. Uh, Basically, here's... it's Wednesday. This is how our days have gone. Sunday, we sat around all day just waiting for the Big Ten to cancel. And guess what? It never happened. But there were all kinds of crazy stuff on Twitter and rumors and this and that. So Monday comes, and we sit around and we wait for the Big Ten to cancel. And it just becomes nothing but a "We want to play fest" from the players, and everyone gets a little bit of hope that maybe the Big Ten's not going to cancel. So Tuesday, we sit, ar- we sit around waiting for the Big Ten not to cancel. And what does the Big Ten do? They cancel. And then the Pac-12 cancels. And then it comes up to uh, the Big 12. Do I have my days right? Was it it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday early. Yes. All this crap goes down. And then the Big 12 meets Tuesday evening, and we don't really know. We have an inkling that there are some positive things going around, uh, but we're waiting. They still have to get the medical people to come in uh, and talk to the presidents and the board. And the Big 12 essentially says, we're going to allow the season to continue. They didn't like say, all right, we're playing football. They just said, we're going to allow this to continue going down the path of potentially playing football. So now we have that. Bob Bowlesby has spoke today for an hour. My brain is mush. Uh, we still haven't talked to Joe Castiglione or Lincoln Riley. The Sooners aren't practicing. Uh, Jalen Redman got a DUI. Perry on Winfrey hates us. Uh, he deleted the tweet. did he delete the tweet good i'm glad he deleted the tweet hopefully somebody said
0: we went again
3: i think probably somebody got to him said why are you tweeting that don't tweet that uh and we didn't do we didn't we didn't uh do anything to uh to piss him off we just let it be which i think was a smart move we don't always make smart moves but that was one i thought so anyway welcome in to the entire crew that's got you caught up where we are Uh, as uh, the Sooners are still not back at practice. That will happen on the 14th, and then they will get ready to play season. We have a Big 12 schedule also that was released today. Uh, Bob's written a story about that, as well as the reaction from Joe Castiglione and uh, Joe Harris, the uh, new university president. Uh, So, Josh, first, we welcome in you. You have put in a, a big crystal ball forecast to try and steal our thunder today.
2: Yeah, you guys were getting a lot of attention, and I just I can't, I can't abide that. I mean, we need to keep the focus on recruiting at all times. Well, you. The focus on you. Well, that, you're right. You're right. Recruiting makes it sound like I've got a real purpose, but my purpose is me. You just don't like it when people start talking about watches instead of whiskey. and you know. So true. That is some boring-ass shit, talking about that. <laughs> whiskey, we have an end result. We're going to get drunk, and that's going to be fun. Watches. We're just going to talk about gears. I don't want to talk about that.
3: But he's talking about gears. All right. Just oh, we'll move you were oh, where Nobody's things are made
2: TV. and oh, it's awful. Exactly. All made See, in it's not Josh. enjoyable. It's, it's bad, all made in bad. Switzerland. It's terrible radio. Well, you know what? It's not radio.
3: Eddie Radosevich joins us. <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, he's been slaving away as well, just like I have. Eddie, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Uh, do you feel like a zombie this week?
0: Uh, not feel too bad i feel great i feel i have hope again that there might be a college football season but at the same time uh in the back of my head i am uh i am hopeful but have low confidence that we're actually going to be able to accomplish the mission but i'm all in and i think that uh the pack 12 is embarrassing i think the big 10 is embarrassing i think politics are involved and uh i'm just happy to be here damn glad damn happy to be here
3: uh, Bob Prisbillo, uh let's bring you in as well. Uh, you have been uh, kind of slaving away, just waiting for people to announce things or people to uh, say announce things. Announce that they're going to announce things. Announce that they're going to. You've been waiting patiently for a schedule, which you now have. And let me just ask you to start off there. Uh, your impressions of the new revised Big 12 schedule. Of course, Bedlam no longer. They no longer have that four, that four game murderer's row really to start the Big Twelve play, which you which you kind of knew and expected was going to happen, right?
1: Well, I mean, unless you you look at it, there's still Iowa State, there's still Texas. They still got I beat guess, by
3: Kansas State you, last year.
1: You have Kansas State instead of Baylor to open up conference play, and I'm mean, the the real big big move is clearly Bedlam going from uh, from October 24th, November 21st. But and then besides just sprinkling in a couple bye weeks, not as big shock. I mean, there's some subtle changes. But if you were hoping that they would play some, you know, doormats to begin the season, so that Ramondre Stevenson, Trajan Bridges, Ronnie Perkins, their absence wouldn't you wouldn't feel it. That just wasn't the case. That's still a pretty tough way to start the conference slate.
3: Well, and look. Let me start here. The Sooners have uh, they they sent everyone home on Sunday or on Saturday actually after they practiced <laughs> that, that in the morning. That was kind
0: of the start of the timeline, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I
3: think that's where we start, and you start wondering. You started hear the rumblings about you know that night, and Joe C was at John Blake's uh, funeral, and it was uh, pretty long, and so I think it took some time for for Lincoln and. Uh, Joe Harris and and Joe C to kind of get around. But I truly think that Oklahoma thought that there was a pretty good shot that they would send the players home uh, and they would be coming back not having a football season to be played, the way things were trending late Saturday night. And, of course, it it didn't happen that way. I mean,
1: you know, they made the, the reasoning, of course, being, well camp was july 31st because we're playing august 29th but now we know we're not playing august 29th so why don't we give them a break it made sense in like corporate speak coach speak but you had a feeling this is coming out after 10 o'clock at night on a saturday that's just not good that the the optics it was was 10 o'clock when it came out yeah yeah it looked terrible moving forward.
3: I can give you guys a little bit of insight um, of some things that uh, kind of I, I've uncovered. And all of the, the uh, digging that we've had to do uh, to uh, uncover certain things, uh, you know, the injuries have been awful. And we've talked about this. I think we talked about this last week. And we had the, uh, the, the cab thing when we did our pod last week the coach's luncheon no that was on uh, friday. that was on yeah. friday, friday see i don't know yeah. that's, so that's you had the cab yeah. luncheon which is the uh, citizens advisory board helps uh uh with kids and and uh, needy kids in the area and so uh uh we had a bunch of scoopers and we got them involved and in, and in, in took them to the luncheon virtually and so that was a really good time but you notice both Lincoln and Alex Grinch both talking about the mental toll that it was taking on the players, not knowing if they were going to practice the next day because you know they had that early game. Everything was moved up, and now it looked like things were going to get moved back uh, because remember the Big Ten came out with their schedule and they moved everything back, and then they ended up canceling, which was you know is ridiculous in its own. So anyway, the players from what I was told it was just getting to them and the injuries that everybody was sustaining, you know, Caleb Kelly going down, uh, their backup quarterback, Tanner Mordecai getting hurt. Um, you know, Justin Harrington coming right in and getting hurt. And then what's the fourth, who's the fourth that I'm missing?
1: Marcus Hicks,
3: Marcus Hicks going down with the torn Achilles. And by the way, uh, his dad, uh, Kelvin put up pictures of him getting the surgery, uh, and, uh, being done with surgery so his recovery is fully underway but all this stuff was going on and kind of what i heard is like they were just having shitty practices and people were fatigued mentally and i think they had a big meeting and, and a lot of people made it like we thought it was this big zoom thing the zoom stuff was going on too with the pac-12 players and the boycotts and all this stuff and so everybody thought, oh, well, it's a Zoom thing and players are revolting and they're not going to practice. I can tell you now, none of that was happening. What was happening was they were having shitty practices and, and the coaches were frustrated, the players were frustrated, the injury thing was going around. And so Lincoln Riley, from what I'm told, basically held a meeting and, and, and put it to a vote. And he said, look, we're not getting anything out of these practices. And unless we can find some way to come out here and take this seriously, we can't keep doing this. So he let them take a vote on whether or not they wanted to just go ahead and stop practicing for a week and go home and regroup and get better in the head and come back ready to practice. So that's when everybody says, what is he doing? They spent all this money. He's trying to get their heads right. Like that's his, this is his effort to kind of give the team something. He knows they've been under a tremendous amount of pressure. And his hope is they go home, don't get DUIs, which happened, um, and they relax with their families, they come back, they start back into the quarantine, and they're ready to go for the season. And I, I now that you look at it, the way it's played out, that's that's probably a pretty good approach that he's taken.
0: They hit the they hit the reset button is what it sounds yeah. like. It's, 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 it, I mean, obviously, there's no, uh, there's no handbook for how you got to go through this thing, but it's all of it is very, uh, fascinating to me. And, you know, I, I think that in a way, just hearing that, I, my immediate reaction is, is God damn, you talk about a coach that gets it or is one with his players. I, I, I think that this is probably example one A now in the Lincoln Riley, uh, kind of handbook as far as listening to his players and, Taking action against, you know, kind of hearing their voices, and uh, I don't know. I, it, it's kind of it, it's interesting. I, I guess I'm kind of taken aback a little bit
3: by what we've just said.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. It seems like there's I don't know. That's going to be viewed as I would think a lot of fans will see it as well. There's turmoil. Don't have any goddamn heart. I mean, I you can say it. It's
3: there's been a little turmoil in camp. I mean, all these injuries. All this uncertainty, no. it's, it's unprecedented what, these, you know, what this team has had to go through so far. Sure. I mean, and you think, I, I, you think I, Ohio State's going to have good practices moving forward?
0: I can't imagine what those practices are like right now, knowing that you're, you, you literally don't have a season in front of you.
2: Hey, Ryan Day still hanging on to it. Oh,
3: boy. How, what's, boy. Desmond, what's Desmond Howard going to say about Ohio State now? He already trashed Nebraska this morning.
0: Which is funny, considering Michigan State's still hanging around after all the sex scandals that they had up there. And then you had Joe Paterno being a son-of-a-bitch human for 35 years. Penn State's still in the conference up there. But, yeah, let's get mad at Nebraska because they want to play football. F*** you, Desmond Howard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, at least Joey hasn't weighed in yet. Maybe Joey and Desmond can get into a fight over this now if he goes after Ohio State. No, but, I, like I mean, that. what, a, what a job by the Big Ten to make Nebraska feel uh, like they did when they left the Big 12. Great job, Big 10. I don't know that the Big 12 was ever that disrespectful to Nebraska.
0: I mean, and it's just kind of weird. I mean, the Nebraska thing, thing I find, like, at the surface of it, it's it's pretty damn funny, isn't it? Like, they kind of made their own bet here. Well,
3: I mean, but if you are them... A proud football program. Yes, they suck, but to think that you cannot play football. And Josh and I have talked about this. Like cases haven't been that bad in Nebraska.
0: Oh, not at all. So, I, I, like I've mentioned to you before, like every day Sean Callahan sends up a uh, update for Lincoln County or whatever, whatever county it's in. And I've joked before, like the only the only way Nebraska was going to win a national championship was if nobody else played because they have no COVID cases up there. So,
3: I mean, you've got an entire fan base. That's all they live for is football. And you're now telling them that they cannot play, just like Ohio State, just like Michigan. Like, sure. If, if the Big 12 watched three other conferences play and they weren't one of them, oh my, my God.
0: Well, oh, I, I mean, I, we would I'm set a world record
3: like- for F bombs in a pod.
0: I think it's ridiculous that they're not even trying. And, I, you know, that opens up into everything that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have done just as far as I don't understand how some doctors tell you one thing, other doctors are telling conferences the other thing. Like, somebody tweeted out a picture of a quote from the uh, USC—I think it was the president or athletic director—and then a quote from Bob Bowlesby— those are literally two different worlds. I don't understand how something like that has become so, you know, I just non-transparent almost. It's, I, I hate to say it, guys, but I feel like politics are big players in this whole thing. Everything's
3: politics. My, yeah.
1: My my question is, since we live here, how maybe how bad is it on the West Coast? With
3: COVID? it's not as bad as it is in Texas. Texas is bigger than California right now. In case is it okay. All right. Well, maybe because the dirty people in Houston. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're just a disgusting <laughs> breed of people. You guys are really bad in Houston. I mean, you guys are oh, it's, spiking it's, huge.
2: It's, it's horrific. I mean, and you know, and the thing is, like, I you know me, I'll take any chance to bag on Houston. You go anywhere in Houston, people are in mask. Like, I mean, they're doing the stuff they're supposed to be doing. I haven't gone anywhere. Uh, maybe one exception. I can think of one restaurant we went to, and like. The waiter comes out, and like you can tell, he just put his mask on, like because we had ours on, and you're like, yeah, okay, but you know, I mean, you can tell if we <laughs> wouldn't have had like ours on, he'd have been, been like,
0: it's fine. Houston, didn't you? What's that? You said it was like the Magic City of Houston, didn't you?
2: What? The Magic City? I, I don't think I'm following. A oh no,
1: Josh doesn't get the reference.
2: I don't get the. Ma- I don't get. The I don't either. Involved. I'll be honest.
3: Lou, Lou. Oh, Williams. Lou Williams, Magic City. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm, nope. Lost on me. That's that happened like three months ago. It seems like <laughs> chicken wings at the stripper cl- stripper club. Yeah, that oh, seems like it was a lifetime okay. ago. Okay, now I'm with you. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, um, that is, I I mean, from as far as I know, the girls are dancing with their mask on. I mean, I, I think they're doing their part. So. Um, <laughs> But no, you we know, can tell what Eddie has uh, not let go of for sure. But yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's what Eddie's here to retain. That's yes. what he brings. Um, but no, you know, like I said, when I go out in Houston, everybody's doing their part. But I mean, there's no question; it is a problem in the city right now. Uh, but like when I went to Durant for that camp a few months, uh, I guess last month, when I was up, when I was going through Dallas, people are looking at me like I was crazy when I went in places with a mask on. Like I went into my hotel yeah. and they like. The uh, one of the people working the desk had one on. One didn't. I mean, it was, it was interesting.
3: And it's—I don't know what it is about Texas and Oklahoma, but if you go somewhere uh, that tells you that you have to wear a mask, people won't wear masks. They like revolt. It's just it's, we're just built like that for some reason. By the way, have you guys? Has it been surprising to you? Maybe not Eddie, because he's been such a COVID truth or whatever. um, Has it it been surprising to you to see some of the mentions since we broke the story? Like, people that are fighting over COVID. Like, I didn't realize there were so many people out there who literally think players are going to die if they play football.
2: There are a lot of those people out there. Uh, God. It's one of those things like I you hate to weigh in on because if you end up wrong, somebody's be like, "Yeah, Josh told us before the season we weren't gonna, you know, there was no players gonna die," but you have to play the numbers. The numbers say that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I mean it just doesn't. It doesn't. It, statistically, it's the numbers aren't there. And I mean, and to act like it's some certainty, like oh, you're you're designating these poor guys for death. Nobody's doing that. Like, if it was anywhere close to that, everybody would be like, Nope, nope, we're not for this. Well look, here is I mean, if you
3: want to say why did the Big Twelve evaluate, and let's get back to that real quick, because you brought that up, Eddie. Um, you know, why the Pac twelve said no. And, and you guys know I had been researching that uh uh patron guy or or patron or I can't Dr. Uh Dr. P uh who was the University of Utah um, you know, Medical guy and the Utah Jazz guy, and he was one of the infectious disease experts they were listening to, and I listened to his podcast, and you know everybody started talking about myocarditis like the last few days, like it was it was something new and revolutionary that was that was taking you know hold of all these ads and presidents, and you know all that stuff you know it was made out like Bob Bullsby's really concerned about that. What it came down to was. When I listen to that guy's talk he's like yeah that's not really you know that's something that's a concern but if you just do the correct cardiac tests after someone has contracts COVID, then you're likely to be fine and that's why the big 12 said we're gonna do all these extra steps now uh to to check people's hearts after they've had it uh to make sure that they're safe to go back out there and they don't have any kind of myocarditis Carditis uh, or any kind of heart disease that's, that's going to lead to, you know, a sudden death or something like that. Uh, the, the thing in California was, in, the, in the, the, the infectious disease expert, his concern was that they couldn't test every day. And with the, the test, the positive test results that they were getting it was like 9%. And he said that they can't, they cannot recommend a contact sport or practices if you can't test every day, so they shut it down. Like, and the Big Twelve is going to do three tests a week in season to try and cover up for that, and they're going to do the extra heart test. So the Big Twelve was just willing to say, "Okay, we may not be able to test every day, but we still want to do this." And they brought up the thing about, you know, the mental health of the players. Like, how how do you? I mean, how much worse is going through this going to be for players in the Big Ten? than in the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12. They may be more at risk, but their lives are going to be considerably better.
2: Oh, I, there's no question. I mean, and that's, the, that's a reality, you know, almost regardless of what you're talking about. Every study I've read, I mean, obviously... I've got Lainey you know, ready to start first grade, and I've been reading stuff, and you know, we had to make the decision whether she was going to go back or we were going to do home, you know, uh, the Distance online learning, learning or whatever. Yeah, and everything you read from any reputable teaching source or, you know, child development or whatever is like this is a huge detriment to these kids and their socialization and all these things. And, I, I mean, I can tell you flat out from the two months they spent at home with me when we were kind of getting our head around all of this to when they've gone back to school and been around their friends and had time, you know, time to go play, they're different kids. I mean, like, it, it's just, they're, they're happier. They're more engaged. I mean, not dealing with me for eight hours a day has got to be good for your health. So I, I just, there's a lot of it that I, I feel like at some point people are kind of are, the cure is going to be worse than the symptoms. I mean, if to, to use a very obvious comparison or analogy, I guess, what is it? It's the, the cure can't be worse than the,
3: the disease, the disease. Yeah. I don't know. No, but I mean, I, I, I really think that that's a great point. It's not just, I mean, people have made a lot of good points. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you know, kind of started out, you know, we need to be here, we're better off here than we are back at home without all these, you know, advantages that we have, Uh, but really, I thought the Big 12 kind of, the reason that they're doing it is they kind of embrace the, it's better for our we're willing to take the risks because it's better for the mental health of our players to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is playing football and we don't think the risk of death is enough to, you know, Basically, put them through a poor quality of
2: life over the next year. Uh, There's enough stress on these guys right now without having to deal with all of this, and like no end in sight. I mean, they they were going through the summer thinking, you know, this is a bunch of bullshit, and we hate all this, but at least we get to play ball in August. Like, there's going to be something. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Like something to look forward to. And now, I mean, you know, I, I was talking to a recruit last night and I, it was something I hadn't even thought of. And, you know, obviously this is more of the high school side of things, but he was talking about because he, he's able to enroll early and he was having to make the decision of do I start to turn the gears in that direction or do I let myself, you know, because, you know, if, if it had been put, if your schedule got punted to January. Do you go through with that, or do you try and, you know, play that one last season with your buddies and have a, you know, kind of a normal senior year, or at least, you know, you get to play a football season uh, normal in that way? There is just so much to think about at that age, and anything that provides some normalcy has got to be preferred now. And I get that you can't do it at all risk and all cost, but again, man, when you look at these numbers, I'm just not sure – that the risk of the disease is worse than a lot of these other things that are kind of starting to stack up
1: i mean now now that you've had players go back home and kind of re-examine things i'm wondering come friday or saturday if lincoln announces that so-and-so has decided to opt out i wonder if anybody's minds have been changed through what's happened with Micah Parsons and Rashad Bateman and uh, all those other uh, top guys who've announced in the last week after OU started camp. I'm I'm not saying there will be. I'm just wondering that now that they actually had time to sit and think about it, if anyone chooses that they would rather not play this season. Sadly, well, I mean, I'll be honest, but sadly, I think
0: somebody in the perfect example is Micah Parsons. I think he's using COVID as an excuse not to play the football season. Obviously, Penn State wouldn't have to worry about that right now, but I don't know. Maybe I—I I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of f-ed up for thinking that.
2: No, I mean it could be, but you know, you think about it from OU's perspective, it would have to almost be a guy just opting out. Be not not like Parsons, not like oh, I'm just going to wait to the NFL. Because really, the only guy you could do that, uh, the only player sure. that could do that right now is Creed. Does yeah, anyone I mean, see Creed crazy. doing that? But, I, I don't see that at all. So he's the only – I mean, like, if Ronnie Perkins didn't have what happened, like, maybe you could make that case. But even he, I think, would want to play to maybe see if he could sneak into the back end of the first or something. Creed's the only guy that is a definite first- or second-day pick right now that could probably just say, I'm good, I'm going to walk. But this is a guy that grew up an OU fan. I mean, it matters to him to play. Well, and my hope is that once the players get back and they start
3: practice – I mean, I think it. I think it would be important for Lincoln to make it like a normal camp again. Like yep. you know, there has been no media. Uh, there's been no you know, chance for people to go out and take pictures or video or anything like. And I'm not saying we'll be able to, but I mean, get them back into a routine. Like we want to talk football. We want to be able to talk. You know, to, to Alex Grinch was fantastic at that luncheon. I mean, it was great to talk to hear him talk. Uh, just about his players and, and and he is a football coach it's a, like people just need to hear a little bit of football and nobody's been able to hear anything except for covid talk and uh you know quarantine and testing and uh you know presidents and boards and and all this stuff like everyone needs some football and we need as the media like we're kind of going through the same thing like the players are we're going stir crazy because we can't cover a football team, uh, we haven't talked to Lincoln Riley since like July third. Yeah, I mean, it's just been <laughs> ridiculous. Like let's just, let's and we know it. The season is not a guarantee. When the students are getting on campus and they're doing that right now, we don't know how this is going to go. We don't know if there's going to be uh, a a bigger spread uh, throughout the team, but my God, we've got to start moving in that direction of playing a football season at some point.
0: I just don't know if we'll ever get to that point. And I I, I hate saying that, but I I don't know if... Like, do you almost have to go about this quote-unquote preseason camp in a way that you never have before? Because there is nothing normal about it. Yeah, I just
1: fear when you start changing that up, that's when injuries start happening too. If If you're not... 100% focused and not in your routine like you usually are, that throws off everything. And I admit, I, I feel like I can finally ask football questions now. It, it, even when they started camp, it felt weird to ask, how is the defensive tackles looking and try and replace all those guys? It still sure. didn't seem right. But at this point, now that the Big 12 has made its rulings and all all that, now that all the dominoes have fallen the way that they were going to, okay, it's time to stop asking about COVID and start asking actually about the team and about the season. I'm particularly interested, too, to
0: like once you got the freshmen on campus, they've moved in, kids are going to start showing back up for school. As you start working your way towards the first day of of classes, it's going to be interesting to see what the, I don't know, like the tone of the players is, I guess, in a way, just for the fact that I don't think people realize, and, I, and the players, have they've tweeted things and said that they wanted to play and stuff like that. But when you realize the gravity of the situation and the amount of sacrifice that you're going to make and the things that they just simply can't do this semester, if they want to have a football season, it's going to be interesting to see uh, kind, of, kind of what it is like. I, I kind of liken it to a little bit of what Lorenzo Cain went through with the Milwaukee Brewers. He tried out. He tried out the season. Decided that you know it's not for him and his family. And then he made the decision after you know I think they were like ten or eleven games in. Yeah. He probably saw the standings too and realized he's playing in the same division (laughs) as the best team in baseball. But uh, (laughs) but at the same time, like I'm particularly interested to see like when they realize like shit I can't go over to uh, you know Logies or seven or wherever. And have a drink on a you know on a Thursday night. I just I can't do that. Not to say that they did do that a lot during the season, but I think we all know the Marlins we lived did. on a college campus. We know the score there. Yeah, I mean it's it's
3: it's like at what point does a team just kind of? I mean it really is the makeup of a team. Like, can you self-discipline yourself throughout a season? Does it matter that much to you? Uh, the problem is going to be if you're playing West Virginia late in the year and you're going to their place, which is what Oklahoma's facing, facing uh, and they're having a terrible season, you know, how much are their players taking care of themselves or sure. trying to yep. do things the right way? That's, that's what's scary to me. It's not going to be I, bad week two, week three, week four. It's, you know, when you've had, and that was something else asked of Bob Bowlesby today. Like, can you keep doing this? Like, what do you do if the ACC all of a sudden says, yeah, we're done? And then it's just you and the SEC. Is that really football? Like, are you really playing for something at that point?
0: I, in my mind, yes. I think that those three conferences have to stand together on this. Now that their statements are out there, now that they're moving on with playing, it's almost, and it's kind of what uh, Tram asked of Bob Bowlesby. I, in my mind, they're married together on this decision.
3: You said yes awfully fast, Josh. Uh, The
2: the thing I'm facing about myself, I have a legitimate problem with college football. Like, I have a need that is not healthy or normal or, like, the idea that, I mean, like, we were so perilously close to having lost college football in the fall that just, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, Saturdays, I'm going to spend time with my family. That's not what that's for, <laughs> dude. That uh, that's what we, we all know. That's fall. what Sundays are for, right? Yes, that's what I do on Sundays when I'm not calling recruits that have visited the campus. I mean, those two or three hours I have, sure, the kids can go to the zoo, whatever. But Saturday, but by the way, no. We still
1: don't know recruits will be visiting.
2: Yes, I mean the, uh, that. That's the. I mean, we'll get into some of the recruiting stuff later, but I mean. Like I said, I mean it really did. It the when that when you guys broke that news and I again, uh, you know, not often are we sincere in this pod, but that I was truly proud. Like I was literally at a playground with the girls. And I'm like, "Holy hell." Like I was just reading the whole thing and then, you know, wake up. It's not often that things I do on the site impress Tiffany, especially right now with all that's going on in her world. But the uh, Blake Shelton retweet this morning,: she, oh, really? was, she was yeah, she was impressed by that one. That, that, that was: a solid I was impressed
3: by surprise. that one. I mean, I don't want to you know say anything against the boys. Yeah. Love you love you, Jared, love you Nathan, but I'm sorry, Blake Shelton has 20 million followers. I mean, did we get a retweet even from their own personal accounts? I kind of made a crack about that, but then I took it down in the morning. I was like, you're being a dick. I, you know, I'm looking
2: and I'm, I, am i Jared did tell me to today
3: it. that it's... he saw it, he loved it. So that made it, made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Gabe might be a little jealous. He hasn't said anything about it. Oh, no.
0: As, as far as the, the, like, I still just, I don't know how they're going to do this going to class. Like, I, I saw Ross Bjork, that loser ass cheater of sex, <laughs> that, that, he basically gave off the idea that they're going to be going in a bubble. They're bubbling up their players. Like, how in the hell is OU going to do this? I just believe me. I'm I'm ecstatic that they're even given the opportunity. But I mean,
3: you well, know, yeah, you know I how think they.
0: It's I mean, embarrassing they, what the Big Ten and Pac-12 did. But how are they going to go about this?
3: Well, you know how they're going to do. I mean, you've read some of the stuff, right? About like what sure. OU is doing. I mean, having you know classes in the auditoriums, uh, not you know. I think they're going to have plastic dividers between desks and stuff. Uh and then you can't sit like someone's got there's got to be someone missing. Uh and so they'll only have classes and really be, you have to wear a mask everywhere. I mean, I think they can do it. I really do. I guess okay. I'm just not Makes
0: feel a little bit better.
3: I mean, if it's not you know, these like you see these elementary school pictures in Georgia where they're just crowded in the halls and they have to like shut down the the whole school after like four days because it just spread throughout the whole school. Like that's sure. not what OU's doing. They're taking a lot of precautions and I don't even know, I mean, I know one of the kids that works at a radio station, he's going to school and like he has one class in person and then he like goes back to his car and goes to another class online. So yeah. like, that's well, kind of how, like they're doing a lot of stuff online. They're not doing a whole lot of classes in person. So, I mean, I think it can work.
0: I, I would see, I'm, I'm particularly interested to see what the number is. And I think that Brian Davis put it out there. I think I sent it to the, uh, the scoop group text, just as far as the numbers that uh texas is expecting in class as opposed to right online i wonder what the big 12 i mean i wonder what oklahoma's is because uh, i could see that happening at a lot of places where you're basically taking online classes this semester and honestly that's the only way in my mind that we can get this thing done
3: and you're not gonna have you know the typical uh fraternity sorority kind of stuff that you've had i'm sure i mean
0: I will... I know
3: you. I this will, triggers you, <laughs> Eddie. I will,
0: believe, I will believe it when I see it.
3: Well, you just have to say you can't go to fraternities if you're a football player.
0: And I think that that's fair, but, you know, I just... I don't know. I, I they The responsibility and the sacrifice that these football players are making, again, it's easy to say that it's cool and everything, but, you know, come around a bye week and it's a Thursday night, like... I just i I know how college kids operate, but I'm 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 cheering for them. I'm 100 percent cheering for them. Like it's it's uh it's just I guess
1: stressful, and I shouldn't even be stressed out about it. And 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 that's why there's so much emphasis on like on a bubble because even if you're self-disciplined and you're doing everything right, what about that classmate that even though there's a divider and there's a mask, what if that person had a bad weekend and all of a sudden is goof is goofing off about everything and no matter what you did it was out of your control and and, sure. and something bad happens i mean I, I don't know that's just something we're gonna have to find out
3: or what if you run into grimlock on campus and he's just up in your grill trying to get info from you
0: i don't think he'd he do that. he's
3: he got the covid
0: he'd at least give him a joint or something and then
3: um <laughs> <get this. laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's a long way for us to go before we have football. And, I mean, the fan part of it, I thought that was interesting. Bob Bowles be basically leaving it up to individual schools and states to determine what they're going to do from a fan standpoint. I think Oklahoma is still in that 25% range. But I also kind of wonder, like, like, for the Missouri State game, do they just not have fans? Do they, like, just try and get a game in without worrying all that stuff? Worrying about all that stuff?
0: I—and, I, I and again, I, I feel like I've just been shitting all over this idea. But, again, you only have, what, six opportunities to get fans in the stands? Yeah. I don't think that they're going to turn that down.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I mean I mean,
0: I, 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 I hate I, I, I hate what I'm about to say and I might just open my window and jump out after I say it, but I kind of agree with somebody like a Dan Wolken, the Masters isn't even having patrons. How the hell do we expect to get fans into the stands down on college campus?
3: No, I'm I'm there. I mean and that's gonna be something else that's gonna be really weird for the players. That just kinda of wears on you. Like, oh, okay, we're playing nobody's here
0: sure and and on top of that uh, you know you know the band situation is going to be it's just going to be completely different and even all the way down to no tailgating on campus I know OSU's already I mean Mm -hmm. David Warren eliminated tailgating on campus years ago but in Stillwater there's going to be no tailgating
3: yeah you won't be able to go sit there Friday with your spot I'm sure by the time this is all figured out but
0: I mean, unless, unless the virus disappears after the election, which there's a chance that could stop
3: happen. Stop it! I cannot stand I people that say that. I mean,
0: it's tr- anything can happen.
3: You it's just need one. to wear a tinfoil hat if you're going to say that. All right.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Well, make sure you're wearing a mask with the tinfoil cap.
2: Yes. I'm gonna, guys. This is this is a first for me. I'm going to go ahead and recommend a week-long suspension for Eddie Radosovich for agreeing with a Dan Wolken take that I that know. feels like some time like penalty box time like i
0: I, I hate myself for even admitting
3: it. <laughs> I, I think we're, about I think at least we're it. finally about just
0: bringing it up as my own idea
3: I think at least we're finally past the blame the media phase of well I don't know what we call this it's not realignment. Uh, it's COVID football, I guess. Because that whole... I mean, Joe Clatt must have lost his damn mind. I don't know what he was doing. Trying to throw that... Like, he was just so obviously pandering. That's the only way I can explain it. Going after people in the media. I mean, we we joke about Dan Woken all the time, but for the most part, I think most guys... You know, Dennis Dodd's dodgy. That's a good way to put it. Uh, But... You know, I don't, I don't think, like, Andy Staples was out there being a jerk or Pete Thamel was just kind of reporting. By the way, I know we've gotten into the discussion of the board about this, but is Pete Thamel, like, where does he rate now for National College Football Info Guys? I think, I think he's, he's done a damn fine job this year.
0: I mean, I, I certainly think that, like, between him and I, Max Olsen's done a great job with the athletic, with the Big 12 stuff. So as yeah. uh, Nicole Auerbach, they've kind of tag-teamed that stuff. like. Yeah. I think we're only mean to the national writers that are just dumbasses. But I think and they all get lumped in together, which I think text is unfortunate. Messages on the air on ESPN.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Bad. I mean, like it's more fun to make fun of the dumbasses than it is to give credit to the shitty one or to the great ones. And there's a lot of great ones out there. I mean, Max Olsen's a guy I've known for a long time. Max does a great job. Super he, nice he guy a, too. Yeah. And a great absolutely. dude. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, you know, and and Kerry, a guy that you and I, you know, used to uh, be in a. H- George Schroeder was a great. I mean, I know he's kind of going through flux right now. With what he's doing, but George is a great guy for a long time and and did a nice job. So I mean, there's there's plenty of guys out there that are guys and women that do great great work. But it's definitely more fun to make fun of the just.
3: I just I never got the whole people. like I mean like it was pretty obvious. You got into this deal where some national writers were attacking other national writers or, or not even writers, but attacking ADs like that would that were, you know, being used as anonymous sources. Like, why are you guys wasting your time fighting about that stuff? ADs can't put their names on stuff. And, and it just has to be with a writer that's well known enough to you, to where, you know, he's not making that shit up.
2: Yeah, I I
0: think that a lot of it too. Honestly, Kerry, I think a lot of the inner fighting was just because there ain't shit else to talk about and people are stressed out and there's just not a whole lot to go off of. And especially, you know, when I I don't know, when you, to an extent when you've been attacked all day, I think people <laughs> are just kind of at their wits' end to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Yeah,
3: I, and there's been I a think, lot of attacking. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, that's kind of Yeah.
1: It, I hate to and, say
3: this, but you know, when you have When you have the president of the United States who has brought so many people to Twitter that were not not there before, because where does everyone go to hear from the president? They go to Twitter because he's always on it. He's always talking on it. And it's brought this. I think it's brought this. It's very noticeable to me that it's brought this whole different demographic of user to Twitter. And some of them for years, some of them like sports. I mean, this is kind of what's happened to Facebook. It's like it got washed with all these people that just kind of ruined it. And I don't know that anybody's ruining Twitter, but it's just make it's a much more caustic environment than it was pre-Trump.
0: Social media has ruined everything. Social media has ruined me. It's ruined all of us. (laughs) I would say it's made you who you are, actually. I know, and that's the that's the bad thing. <laughs>
2: and I hate myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the worst thing about it. I'm a product of my own something. I don't really oh, to put it.
3: I wa- I really want to hear you finish that sentence <laughs> of your own ego.
0: Probably, yeah. It's just it, it. There is no like right answer though, as far as. Um, you know how this i i don't know as I'll tell you as, one like, this thing, whole thing being handled i just i you guys you guys I'm, can admit this. this i think
3: this is probably something that the one thing social media and the pandemic has done i think i've probably been on the message boards more in the last 3 months maybe than i have in the last year it's like drove me back to the message boards it's
0: a good thing man
3: well, except for all the people I'm banning because I'm there all the time. I do find like, that I don't I do find that I didn't realize this because I wasn't a big banner, Josh. But when you mm-hmm. ban people, they generally
2: say, yeah, I know I deserved it. Most people are like, yeah, you know, like and, and that's why I'm usually like, OK, you know, long as we get where we went wrong here, we, we can. This doesn't have to be heavy handed. Yeah, like, no problem. It's just a, hey, I need you to stop doing what you're doing for a second. And it so, just gives you a second talk to talk
3: to it. someone. And exactly. They stop, and people, once you ban them, they stop being douches for effect. Like, it, And it's like, it was a Sooner Meat schooner. I banned him for like a month. Uh, after a few days, he contacted me. He's like, yeah, I deserved everything. I was being a dick. I was like, okay, well, you can admit that. I'll take your ban off. And I took his ban off. So he ended yeah, like, up being banned like three days instead of a month for just being yeah. a human.
2: Yeah. No, it, it's like, I mean, because when you get down to it, it's two people talking, like even if we're messaging, whatever, just two people conversing. Very rarely is it that confrontational. Now, I do have a couple of guys. I've got a guy that I banned probably three years ago on the freeboard that will just occasionally send me a message and it's like, fuck you, Josh you asshole Josh like (laughs) that's all it is yeah I have a random one every once in a while (laughs) see the thing is I
3: have that too but then I have you you will go in and ban them from being able to private message me anymore but there's there's definitely a couple of guys that just yeah every couple of months they just come back and they'd be like you're still a cocksucker
2: As we have talked about forever, like this reputation that you have is like you're the one that'll, like, no, I will burn you down. Like, I will run you out of town. Like, I don't care. Like, act like a reasonable human being. Even if we disagree, that's okay. But, like, be a human and we can probably work that out. My biggest problem is that I'm just not a grudge holder. Oh, I, yeah. Cross me and I'm done with you. I I, I will,
3: I will finish it. I hate myself about that. I hate myself for that, but I just I just can't hold a grudge. I just don't give a shit enough to yeah. to, to what? Wait, dislike why would
1: you. you hate yourself about? Is that a good quality to just move on? I I think I'm what I'm
3: saying is I feel like I'm a little gullible because of that. Like I should be a bigger grudge holder than
2: I am. You're a super nice guy. People don't think that about you, but I promise it's true. Everyone thinks I'm an asshole. <laughs> I know, and I know it's not true, like you ask like you're one of the people at work like you want to talk about my kids and stuff, and I'm like, you don't really want to hear this, do you, and you do you love that shit, like and I like it's that's kids. great it's a, They're awesome. yeah, it's a great quality uh-huh. not, there's nothing wrong with it now, it's I don't just...
3: like it when you know little kids uh you know are messing with the pod, Bob
2: knows that, <laughs> or I mean you know we. <laughs> Or Layla's messing with the audio outputs here. She, this this is the worst thing. Like, this house we're in right now, everything's so compressed. So she, she comes and sits everything. at my desk. Yes, and she comes and gets at my desk. And right now, she's really only interested in my keyboard, so that's kind of okay. But I'm like, just leave the audio shit alone. Just, I don't want to figure that out. It's okay. Leave it be. But I, I live in fear that she's turning the knobs while I'm not looking.
3: You know what? Uncle Kerry won't just kill you. He'll kill me. <laughs> he will find us all uh well we need to talk about your uh josh is going through some changes and i this is going to reveal something about josh that people may not know josh uh what is it they say uh about people that uh you have a uh sex changes no. i think transgender About, you know, champagne and caviar on a, you know, something. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: Champagne taste on a beer budget.
3: Yeah. Absolutely true. You absolutely have. Well, you don't have a beer budget. You have more than that, thanks to your wife. Uh, Yes. But Josh likes the finer things in life. And he's been having laptop troubles. And so I knew where this was going to go. And I said, Josh, and he knows I'm a (laughs) cheapskate. I said, Josh, I know you're going to want a new MacBook Pro. But those are really, really expensive. So here's what I'll do. I'll give you a budget. You can spend this much, but I know you, and you're going to want the super Mac daddy, MacBook pro. Mm -hmm. So you have to pay for the extra. And, (sighs) and so I told Josh, like, you know, you could get a 13 inch for the amount that I'm giving you. And of course he goes straight to the 16 inches. They're like minimum two grand just for the just for the entry level cuz they're yes. max. Yes. So Josh decides, you know what? I want a whole lot of computer. And I want to I'm going to spend more than you're giving me, but I'm going to go to a PC cuz I can get a whole lot more. And so Josh literally turns into a PC laptop top expert. <laughs> I mean, you don't you pro, do you remember computer shoppers Josh?
2: Computer shop.
3: It used review. to be like uh, these gigantic magazines that you get. It was for people that built computers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were on, every, they were on
3: every newsstand. Sure. Uh, I had a buddy. We would just buy that and flip through it and try and build our computers. But, like, that's what I pictured you doing is just researching <laughs> every site. And you were. You were like, well, this one has these reviews and this one has these reviews. So, Josh, like, Eddie the computers that i buy you they're really nice they're fast uh yeah we kind of treat them like they're disposable because they only last a few years and then they burn up uh because they have so much shit inside of them to run fast but i was like okay josh this is what you need the most you ever do is edit pictures so you need 16 gigs of ram maximum you don't need like the uh, Nvidia RTX 2000 series video card. You don't need a uh, three terabyte SSD NVMe hard drive. Like you don't need all that. This is what you need. Now you're
0: flexing about your knowledge of laptops.
3: I'm well. Uh-huh. The, the nerds He's are nerdy. loving this segment right now. Yeah, trust me. Somebody, there's Everybody a nerd with his pants off it. right now. Actually, there's a nerd going. There is not a three terabyte <laughs> <laughs> NVMe SSD. That doesn't exist. Um, so. So Josh comes back and I'm like, "This is the one you should get." Josh, get this one; it's in the budget. We'll pay for everything. Uh, and what does Josh do? He comes back with one that's a thousand dollars more than the one I'm recommending. That is like a supercomputer. That Eddie, you don't even need that much power in your computer, but Josh has to have it. Yes,
0: that's, well, that's when you I, put in five star uh, forecasts. You got to have a lot of power. God. You need a You think you these buttons a,
3: just click themselves? You need a Chromebook <laughs> to do what Josh does. Seriously.
1: Those are like $3. that's $399. Hurtful.
2: That's just hurtful. We're I'm looking at buying it. my first grader one of those.
1: <laughs> Man, all Josh needs is something that can actually work his talk to text thing.
2: Oh god. Oh
3: see that's yeah, what's bizarre now. You have you 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 not only have an Android and you won't get an iPhone. So, you no. make us all look poor with our green group texts. So, and, and now you have a PC instead of a
2: Mac. See, now here's the thing. And you really you don't, don't are know this Apple about warrior when it. But this is the other thing. On the other side of it, your hatred of Apple computers and all their hype. I have and a yet Mac. you're like, iphone, I have a iPhone, MacBook iPhone. Pro. I have an iPad. I, I have an iPhone. Do. But I also have PCs for everything else. I know, but you, you literally, when I told you I was going to go PC in our little private message, you were like, so you, you realize that Apple is just a bunch of hype. Like you, (laughs) you were so excited. No,
3: I just wanted wanted you to see if you compared an Apple MacBook pro and that's and its specs to a PC, you could get so much more for a PC and it like blew your mind. And then you decided, Oh, not only do I want as much as that Mac, I want to double up and get even more. Bam.
2: Exactly. Like, no matter what, you're going to spend not. two grand. No matter what. Yeah. Well, because the Mac, I, the Mac that, like, I, the MacBook Pro, I would have, like, I've literally never ordered one stock. Like, I always add stuff to it. Because, like, every time I would <laughs> take it into the Apple store, they're like, this is a bad, you know, I'm like, I know, dude, I do all kinds. Of, like, I always <laughs> add stuff that I just, do all kinds I end of up stuff. probably not needing. I am I the I just, I'm the biggest power user you've that. ever met. I want that. Oh, dude, I can't even... Like, my my laptops are like desktops for the, the power drain. That I'm Eddie, sure I have are. never appreciated so, you more because you just
3: let me buy you stuff and you use it. You don't ever argue. You just I'm say, maybe I... Can I get a backpack? I'm like, yeah, here's a backpack. Can I get an extra battery or charger? You, here you go.
2: The, the problem here was... I am caught between my work wife Carrie and my real wife Tiffany. Tiffany will stab you in the eye if you have something bad to say about Apple. I'm just gonna. That is that is a Apple, not just a loyalist, but a militant loyalist. Like she Tiffany does not is not F allowed to say about, anything
3: bad about me because I have her lunchbox that she wants really bad.
2: Oh, that's true. You do have that over her head. She, the rescuers, she like that, but it's not that like she. Part of it for her is, like, so she had a Mac in college that lasted kind of like yours, like 10 or 12 years. So she kind of still has it in her head that every Mac lasts that long. And I finally, like, uh, d- during all this stuff I was reading, I kept looking. I was like, man, this this crapped out faster than some of the other ones I've had. And it just, I started reading, like, yeah, Apple's not using some of the same, you know, the, the quality isn't as good as it used to be. They're kind of falling apart. Well, I send her something. She's like, oh, yeah, that's from IHateApple.com. I'm like, calm <laughs> down. You've just lost your mind. Like, she's so defensive about Apple. And part of it is I shit on her iPhone all the time. Because, like, she'll be like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, it's an Apple. That's what's wrong with it. But at the same time, with a computer, I'm like, I love that Apple. So the I want everyone to bear with me a little bit because it is, like, the board chat took me twice as long as it should have yesterday. Because, like, the control keys are different, you know, copy, paste, everything I can just do on an Apple without even thinking about it. I just know where the keys are, and I know all the commands. I'm having to relearn it. And I keep typing, or I'll run my finger across the, the uh, keypad and it, or the uh, the mouse pad. So it's just everything's always a problem. So just bear with me as I figure this oh my shit God. out. Oh, God. Really? Yeah, I don't even good. know what that means. Three really mean
1: of the, the commands are different. Like it, Copy, you have control,
3: like, like, like control C and control V. Is, We're on
2: a Mac. Yeah. It's like Option C, Option V. No, I mean the, the the commands are the same. The keys are in different places. So like as to where I'm used to going, like basically where my Alt key is, I have to shift my. It, it's just different. Like I keep hitting the wrong key, and it give, it makes the computer do something I didn't want it to do. God, you thought and I, was I swear to God, just about every time it's deleting today. everything. Yeah. Hey, you wanted to talk this topic. You wanted... I didn't wanted want to talk, talk about command control keys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for sympathy here. Damn it. <laughs> this is
3: Josh's COVID. Uh, this is his therapy this, time now.
0: This, this I'm is, surprised this, this, this is hasn't happened.
3: This I'm is. surprised this hasn't happened before I me. Mean, like, you haven't had any, much high school to go cover. Uh, you've been stuck inside <clears throat> with three women. Oh, I, I mean, I'm sure that's, there's. The, that's a real thing. Well, four when Lynn you guys was there.
2: realize how much I enjoyed that trip to Durant. I love my family. <laughs> I do, but it does like there is something to be said. And you know, Bob Bob's a better man than me, and probably just better trained than I am to not say these kind of things. But you need to miss your family sometimes. You need that time. Oh, to, I boy, I miss them. I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. Um, you need that, and. I haven't had that in six months. Eddie, and just label all the rundown and, in this part Josh's airing of grievances. Hey, and for the second straight year, Tiffany and I are not taking an anniversary trip because of uh, last year, I was selling a house. This year, it's because of COVID. So we haven't literally taken a trip by ourselves God. in like two and a half years now. It's not great. It's a, it's a sad existence. Are you done? No, I mean, we can talk about babysitter fine. I mean, we, we can talk about whatever you guys want. Wait, did I'll, you... This, this, I mean...
3: Did I hear ahead. that you you were, like, testing out, like, six or seven different babysitters or something? Or was that another friend of mine?
2: No, that, that was me. So we've had one babysitter for a long-ass time. I'll, I'll really try to keep this brief. We've had one babysitter for a really long time. But now she has a grandkid, and so she's kind of caught, you know, like... A lot of times we'll want to go do something, and we literally can't if she has any plans. So we're like, okay, it's finally time. We need to go find another babysitter. And Tiffany put something up on our next door in our neighborhood Well, like, 17 people reply. And cause the first one was like, okay, great, we'll, we'll go out to dinner this night, and then we'll go out to dinner the next night. And then it ended up being like seven people were like, okay, we'll get back to you when we, when we need someone because, you know, we don't go out that often. So it was um, – it was definitely trying but we we've gone through two um one of them helped Lainey and Layla catch frogs and lizards last night. Layla might have killed a frog. Um she she's a it little happens. rough with the reptiles. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not great. It doesn't sound, um, like, doesn't sound then, like an activity our, a
0: hot babysitter would uh, have your kids doing.
2: No. Just a not. No. That was Eddie Eddie that was a um that was that was a high school cheerleader. I'm, I'm just gonna say that. So yeah, that, Eddie, that haven't was, you seen? It those, surprised I mean,
3: like, me. They have those hot chick noodlers on Instagram and stuff, and like mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. like hunter chicks and stuff. It's a strange mm-hmm. world I don't know we're about living about in. That. No, they do. I'll I'll find it for you.
2: I mean, they're there. Shadow I don't will know have it as. Yeah, as Eddie would get to talking to them if they would really be his speed, but uh, they're, they're there. They exist. He's looking right now like I am. Oh, no, I, 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 you know, when uh, when Tiffany and I met, she was literally trying to start a noodling team amongst amongst guys. She knew because Tiffany's from, you know, the sticks. So she thought that was going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) She didn't want to noodle. I want to be clear about that. Tiffany would never do that. But she she thought she could find enough country dudes that would noodle. And I don't know what the end goal was like. I don't know what the team was going to accomplish, but that was something. And like, I remember her talking to me about, I was like, no, I don't do that. That's, that's crazy stuff.
3: I'm going to tell you what, you do hot girls fishing. A lot of good images out there on the Google.
1: Just don't do hot girls,
0: hole or something like that. You mm-hmm. know,
2: <laughs> is this uh, where K- Carrie's going to get back into a, uh, was it Chicago sunroof? That was the uh, sunroof, that
3: do? was the Better Call Saul, yeah, Chicago
2: sunroof. No, uh-huh.
3: or was it the Chicago squat cobbler? No, that's I, that's a oh god, I let's.
0: I, I've, I've done it Be- before we get into the recruiting side of the podcast. Let me just say real quick, welcome back everybody that has uh, basically just fast forwarded
2: through the last <laughs> ten minutes of the show. And as the star of the last 10 minutes, it's completely reasonable. There I, are, it, no I mean, problem. there
3: are definitely some reviews on iTunes that, that tout Josh's dad talk
2: that really enjoy it. I, you have to. I don't understand it, it, It's that. part of us. I mean, there, there's certainly dads out there that are going to relate to some of that stuff, but the general population, if you don't have children, I don't know how you would want to listen to it at all.
3: Well, um... So college football coming back, high school football never left. At least in the state of Oklahoma. Uh I know Bob and and all you guys. I mean uh, the OSSWA uh had I know Joe Bettner from the Norman Transcript was out kind of monitoring their meeting yesterday. Uh but it it's sounds like morning. was it this yeah. morning? Wow. Uh yep. yeah. All the days are running together. But Basically, it's kind of been par for the course with the OSSAA, right? That they've just kind of not changed anything and and not really interfered, I guess you could say, right?
1: Well, the, the only thing that's kind of changed, some schools are going to close practices either by choice or by district mandate. So that's a little different. But yeah, I mean, starting next week, there are scrimmages. There will be real live scrimmages. There's a really good one up in Jenks that we'll probably get up to. And it's just, it's going to feel like business as normal for us. It, it, you know, as much as we haven't had much to do on that front in, during the last three, four months, it's about to kick up in a huge way. And it, it's going to be a lot of fun to to see these kids and to see, to see if if they've got that same mindset of it's back to normal. Or are they still hesitant? Are they still wondering whether or not their season's going to be canceled? Because it's happening at a college level, you know for sure it's happening at a high school level too. But it, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun to finally get back out there.
3: Well, and and you guys can talk a little bit about what's going on uh, this week and kind of what what's the plan uh, moving forward. I know a lot of schools in Oklahoma City uh, are, you know, like you said, getting into action scrimmages happening. But uh, what's kind of just a general plan, uh, you know, kind of uh, just, just – course of action
1: the first the one thing i want to do before we really hit scrimmages and the games themselves just catch up with the 2021 in-state commits that's i want to go to choctaw see what's up with jordan mukes and go to weatherford check in with ethan downs i mean these are you know downs he's been committed since last october so it'd be great to sort of get his thoughts on what this class is becoming with caleb williams mario williams you know, when he was committed, it was just him and Cody Jackson. That's it. And he just had the belief that, you know, this class is eventually going to take off. And now that he's g- sort of getting to see it, what his opinion is of the way that things are rolling there. And with Mukes, I mean, again, he's one of those uh, COVID commitments, really, you know, because they didn't get to watch him during track and, and to evaluate him during a spring practice. But just, you know, how, did he realize at the time how important that junior day visit was going to end up being and just, you know, has COVID really affected him that much or you know did he know from the get that he from, from the jump that he wants to be a sooner. And so once that offer happened, it didn't matter that he couldn't visit any other schools. He knew he wanted to be with OU. So he was set.
3: Josh, for you, I know you're probably going to spend some time up here just because of what's going on in Texas, but uh,
2: what, 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 uh, what's your plan? What are you looking forward to? Sure. I mean, you know, for those that don't follow, I kind of start from a Texas side of things is with Texas, what they've decided to do is push back 6A and 5A uh, into kind of October, November. They're going to be delayed by about a month, basically, from start of practices to moving forward, all that kind of stuff. So and then they're going to have 4A and below are going to operate as normal and as as are the private schools. So with the private schools, you've got guys like a Mecca Megua, Christian Driver, Uh, you know, Colin Montgomery, obviously the Oklahoma commitment here in the Houston area. And then from four A and below, I mean, it's, it's very few guys, but you're looking at guys like Brennan Thompson, the big time speedster from 2022, uh, that's way up in the panhandle by, uh, Jalen Conyers, uh, hometown. So you are looking at some, some options and some things to do, but you're absolutely right. As good as Oklahoma looks to be in 2022 and 2023, that first month, I will probably be up there a lot. Like, I know, you know, Bob mentioned going by Choctaw. They're going to scrimmage with Mustang. Um, we've got some other stuff going on. Like, but I mean, even once you get into the season, like the Choctaw is supposed to open the season with Booker T. I mean, you talk about, you know, Gentry Williams, uh, uh Miles, uh, not Miles, uh, yeah, Miles T's. I keep wanting to do Micah. Um, you know, you uh, no, Micah. Yeah. It's Micah Miles played OU already. Yeah. I, the, their names are too close. It's it's gonna mess me up. But um, and then you look at Choctaw's side of things with obviously with Jordan Mukes, and then you go some of their younger players like R.J. Jackson, Steele Wassel, Chase Jackson, the TCU commitment for wide uh, wide receiver. Uh, I mean, there's a, just a lot of talent on that field. And you know, you like I said, you just look around the state. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities to see some really good early games and see a lot of young talent that, whether they currently have Oklahoma offers or are going to be working toward them, there are a lot of big-time guys around the state. So there are years when it would be tough to fill our time with just Oklahoma, but I think in this particular scenario it actually works out pretty well for us that we can catch a lot of that Oklahoma talent while we get used to what's going on in Texas.
3: So just to recap, like Texas, I mean, I I know a lot of places have kind of pushed back to October, but uh, is it is it been is that mainly in the Houston area because of what's been going on there? I mean, Dallas, are they pushed back as well?
2: Yeah, it is statewide. That's a UIL thing that that they did. Uh, Basically, their version of the OSAA is um, that all six A and five A got delayed, and that way, I I think more than anything, they were trying to. I think they were probably looking down the road into like the playoffs, where you have venues that are hosting multiple games. You know, namely, you know, Jerry World. You know, you get into the Star there over in um, the uh, northwest side of this. Excuse me, northeast side of the city. So there were a lot of things that were going to bring a lot of people together, and I think with this idea, they thought they could minimize that a little bit, and also like they said. In these, you know, 4A, A, 2, 3A, 4A, you're not talking about these huge gatherings of people. When Allen plays, you know, Mesquite or somebody like that, like that's maybe 10, 15,000 people in the same place. Like, so you, you've got to think about some of those things. And I think that's what went into it. But yeah, it is a statewide deal. I, I've been impressed with how Texas has handled it. They've had very strict rules, very clear ideas of what they want to do. So I think it'll be fine going down the road. And like I said, with, with the private schools also being available, there's not only, you know, I mentioned some of those guys, but also like Braxton Myers, at uh, John Paul III, uh, Terrence Brooks, uh, another guy with an offer. Uh, so there are a lot of guys for me to go see. Now I'll have to go to Dallas to see a lot of these guys. But at the end of the day, we should be able to stay very busy through the next month because of all that's in Oklahoma. And like I said, Texas has enough going to really keep everything busy as well.
1: Yeah, if I remember right, I think they will start, 5A, 6A, the same weekend Big the Big 12 conference play will start. I think it's the September 24th weekend. So that's when things will really start to ramp up. And then, of course, the funny thing is is if the Big 12, as, as we announced today, if that championship goes to December 19th instead of December 12th, then that means they need to find a new venue because Jerry world will be booked up with all high school stuff. So that's something that you know, you kind of laugh at the conference if that ends up happening. I know they mentioned before, maybe moving to globe life park, but that if it goes to the 19th, I don't think it'll be played at Jerry world. Yeah. They're going to the
2: cotton bowl.
0: That is both the most big 12 thing of all time. And the most Texas high school football thing of all time. It's like a, uh, it's like a daily double almost.
3: I can't even imagine what a Big 12 championship game would look like.
0: At the house that Bob built?
3: Yeah, I mean, just the, the, the people in the stands, how many there'd be. It would just oh. be odd.
0: Yeah, it would be really weird.
3: Look, I mean, it just looked like a whole bunch of people forgot to show up or didn't buy tickets.
0: Yeah. So I it mean, it looked like a first-round Big 12 tournament game.
3: And you couldn't have it at the Star because there's just not enough seating to get a lot of people in there. I guess you could. Yeah. I don't think they have football games at the Toyota Center.
0: I want to get to. I want to get to September 12th before we get to December 19th.
3: Uh. By the way, you mentioned dates. Ten days from now, right? Kelvin Gilliam,
2: announcing. That is correct. Indeed. Man, I. Yep. I actually spoke with him for about 15 minutes on Friday, and I need to – I with all the computer turnover, I, I got it oh kind of God. transcribed. No, literally, I was transcribing on the old Mac, and I, I got halfway through it. It crapped out, and I, when I rebooted it, I couldn't find the file. It didn't uh. save, so I had to redo it again. But no big deal. I'll get it done hopefully tonight. Um, but he he continues to sound really positive. I liked, you know, from an OU perspective what he had to say about – his relationship with Calvin Thibodeau really still continues to go back to that virtual visit. He was really one of the first guys OU hit, and it still really resonates with him. Uh, just how they showed him everything, how they really presented a a very clear idea of you know how they're going to use him, how he could fit in on the campus, not just as a player, but just how they thought he would fit into their whole, just their team ideal. So. I I still think that Oklahoma's in good shape there. I want to say he is, I think there's about 15 um, predictions for him on rivals right now. I want to say 91% have him headed to Oklahoma on the forecast. So it still seems very good for OU. But Penn State's there. I've heard from no one that this is a done deal. Penn State is absolutely still pushing for him. But he and I talked about it. Uh, he's pretty open that it's really down to those two. I mean, he's still looking at South Carolina and a few others. But if it's not OU or Penn State, it would be a huge upset. You
3: know, they were shooting – I think they were shooting his commitment video, like he's already got it in the can or whatever. uh, Or maybe they were just doing an element from it. Uh, And I'm not afraid to say this because I know somebody even posted it. We noticed it. Eddie and I noticed it when we first – they did like a little behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, And it was kind of interesting because – if you pan it, the camera pans to the left and he's got all these 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 uh, letters and stuff sitting on this picnic table. Uh, and it, I, who knows what they were doing, but it was just strange because they panned to the left and sitting on a chair was the very noticeable uh, deal that o u has been sending out that has like the necklace and the ring, like the really involved fold out. Uh, that they've been... The, I, I think that was for offers, right? Official offers? Yes. Yep. Uh, but you noticed it sitting right there by... So I think it was maybe sitting on top of a, like a Kentucky thing or something like that. So maybe that takes away from it. But a lot of people noticed that that was an OU thing just sitting by itself uh, away from this giant pile of just crap.
0: You, you've heard of hat science. This is video science. Yeah, this is <laughs> We're
3: more behind the scenes. <laughs> BTS science.
1: That's the mess, Josh, you think having Demon Harmon, high school teammate, does that mean a lot or would that just be a coincidence?
2: No, I think it's meaningful. I mean, th- this is not – you know, and I, we always kind of joke around and laugh about the situations where, you know, these guys are teammates and everybody's like, oh, well, that just means they're going to go play together. That's not usually the way that plays. But in their case, they are clearly good friends and, I, you know uh, – it's interesting because Calvin was kind of saying like, you know, Caleb Williams has been working with me for a long time, but this was the first time that I've really sat and, you know, DeMond has started to be kind of in on it with him. And, it, you know, that's a lot for a guy to kind of juggle, but he, I definitely get the impression that that's a, that makes it more appealing for him. Yet another guy that he knows that he's comfortable with that would be there with him.
1: Before he announces, we actually have one coming up Saturday. Now, this this is going to be a little bit weird. I thought Kyrie Jackson might have been a silent commit two, three months ago when he said he was going to announce July 11th. But then when he pushed it back to August 15th, it's felt like Bama has surged ahead. Should OU fans even care about Saturday?
2: You know, I would say... Oklahoma might have a 10% chance. I don't think it's a good chance, but what I will note is what I keep hearing from Alabama people. Like there's usually with Alabama in a situation like this, you start hearing like, okay, he's let them know, or they're in good shape. You know, they feel really confident. I keep getting questions of kind of a, what's Oklahoma heard? Well, what's going on with the Oklahoma side of things? Like there's not that confidence where they know what's going to happen here. But you're talking about a Southeast kid who's playing you know, football at, at Scuba, and there's all that connection. I, I get why people assume that, and I, and I pretty much do too. But I, there's enough out there that makes me wonder if maybe he's going to shock everybody. I don't know if it would be Oklahoma, but I don't. he's playing a pretty good game of poker is the way I would say it. I don't think anybody's able to definitely know what he's up to.
3: Anything else you wanted to hit on Bob?
1: We got to talk the Future Cast. We got to talk the 5 oh, the, yeah. the 5 star Future Cast. You, you teased it. It's top. Did
2: did that happen? I totally forgot about that. I mean, you know, Carrie clearly did not bitter about it at the top of the show, you know, stole some of his thunder. I get it. Um mm-hmm. but <laughs> but now, you know, it, the um this really And I guess I should start from the start. This morning I put in a forecast for Kamar Wheaton, the five-star running back from Garland Lake Fucentennial to pick Oklahoma. I have gone back and forth for a while on that about basically why I haven't done it already. It it was something that I kind of felt like was happening, was moving in that direction, and I just kind of – I never got anything definite and nothing that I would say, that's okay, that's what I'm going to hang my hat on. And I honestly would say I still don't have anything that's definite, but part of that is Kamar. He's just so quiet that I don't think you're ever going to get that, you know, that moment where you're like, okay, now I know that the story's written. Cause he's not like he, there's a lot of guys that I can tell are cagey with me, but when they talk to coaches, they're very open and they, they give an idea of where things are. I don't, when I talk to the sources, I don't get that feeling about Kamar Wheaton. I think he is always very close to the vest. He's a guy that's got a very small circle, doesn't trust a lot of people. And so it's hard to gauge where he's at. A big part of this started last night when I started to hear news and I know um a couple of people on 24/7 started to put out their crystal balls for LJ Johnson, the running back from Cy, Cy Fair in North Houston to Texas. Well, he'd been pegged for A&M for a long time. But if he were to end up at Texas, I don't see any way that he and Kamar Wheaton are in the same class at Texas. I, I just I don't believe that. It's not that they have a beef. This isn't a, uh, oh, what was the whole uh, Jason last year Zach. with Jace McClellan? And, yeah, Jay, the, yeah, yeah, there was that whole beef where that was never going to work. This this isn't like that. But I, I just I don't think Texas can really pull that off. I'll just be honest. I don't see any way that they can make that work. And I don't really know that Oklahoma or anybody else could either. But with what Texas has going on and all the questions and everything right now, I just I don't believe that. Well, if LJ Johnson is going to go to Texas and everybody that I talk to is like, man, they've they've really pushed hard for him over the last few weeks, it starts to put in perspective some of the stuff we've seen. And I may have misread some of it, thinking that a lot of the push they were making publicly, the whole Brian Carrington tweet thread, where he's talking about Stan Drayton and all their running back success. And I thought it was aimed at Wheaton. It may have been aimed at Johnson. And if so, why is it aimed at Johnson? That makes you think maybe they, they are starting to They're see the lighting on. on the wall. exactly. And so I was like, okay. I, I, it was basically enough of the dots make sense to me that I think, okay, th- this is what he's going to do. Because it's felt like OU or Texas for about a month now for Wheaton. And if Texas is going to go in the direction of Johnson, then you know maybe that makes sense. And I, the, the people I talked to with the Johnson rumors, I, I trust those guys, so it, it makes sense to me. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely, I think Oklahoma leads there. I think they have for a while, and I I think Texas, like I said, it's hard to know what was reality and what was kind of a smokescreen. But Texas was engaged there for a while, but it feels like maybe they're they're shifting their focus a little bit.
3: On my deathbed, I swear to God, I, I, I'm so afraid that the last thing it, that will ever happen before I depart this earth is someone's going to say fair and all I'm going to hear is somebody going, McAfee!
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a reasonable response to that. I, the greatest the- video that was ever put on the internet. Oh my God, I don't he... even think it exists. No, anymore, I don't does. think you can like find they... it anymore. No. no. That's so sad. That was so great. That's the I'm first gonna... time I've. I mean, that's the first. That's
3: got to be the first organized internet YouTube troll.
2: Yeah. And the worst part was was trying to interview the guy knowing that existed and not like a chuckle to yourself or b find some really jerk way to ask him about it because you could tell you was wired right? kind of tight yeah. yeah like he, like he wasn't the guy that could laugh it off like it that would that would have pissed him off for sure and i'm sorry and then, for uh, those of you that don't know we're talking about
1: i'm i'm gonna duck and cover here but uh Supposedly, we're nine days away from the Sooner Summit. Is mm-hmm. this petering out, or just actually going to go down?
2: I'm starting to think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I want to give I, I want to give credit where it's due. I have uh, I have seen and read an article for Brandon Huffman of 24/7 Sports, guy that does a great job on the West Coast. I mean, I know people always want to believe like rivals in 24/7 hate each other. That's it's not like guys who do good work. We give them credit. Uh, and he has spoken to Mecca Ibuka, the five-star wide receiver, and has reported. And uh, Ibuka told him he is planning to be in Norman for the summit on the twenty-first. So that is massive news. And I, honestly, I am Oklahoma is the only school he hasn't visited. I think he is a smart kid that knows he's probably never going to get to take official visits. Like I, I think he understands that. That visit feels like this is OU's chance. Like He's going to go down there. He's going to see what the campus is. And it sucks for OU that they don't have the same you know leg up that the other schools did to show him around and host him and let him meet the coaches and do all that stuff. But OU's done incredible work led by Dennis Simmons, Lincoln Riley. They've really done a lot to get themselves in the race here. If that visit goes well, I could absolutely see him picking Oklahoma and maybe doing it before terribly long because at some point what are you waiting for like if you know what you need to know you've got the information you need to have like at some point you feel like a guy like that might pull the trigger so we'll see i think ohio state's still clearly the leader there's a lot to you know kind of unpack with him but i if he makes that trip i like i said i think oklahoma's got a good a shot as anybody
1: and i get we'll just open it to everybody. What do you think about the recruiting Im- impact of the Big Ten and Pac-12? It's,
0: it's honestly, it's a kind of an angle that I hadn't even really thought about because I guess going back to the Big Ten decision, I thought that they were going to just kind of buy themselves some time and not cancel, but the more you think about it, and I think the uh, the the Tanmi decommitment was a little bit of a I don't know, coincidence at that time, but, or maybe it wasn't. I the, if, if if the three powers that be play this year Big 12 SEC ACC these schools in the big Ten are literally going to be digging out of that hole created for years to come I, Ohio State would probably be okay a Michigan state somebody like that just get ready I it, it could it could change the face of college football recruiting forever and I I, 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 I say that and i know that's quite a statement but it i i think it could be massive massive uh change coming ahead
3: you know ou has always been able to go out to the west coast with the um yeah you know, the sales pitch of yeah we're a football factory why wouldn't you want to come to a football factory instead of being out here where they don't take it seriously you can you've never been able to sell the 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 Pac-12 doesn't take football seriously more than you have now. I mean USC is always going to be USC. Oregon's going to get their guys, but just I mean UCLA should probably never get another kid. Well, I mean Chip Kelly's there. He's kind of
2: doing that now. He he's he's negative recruiting for himself.
1: <laughs> well, heck, Josh, let's talk about Bryce uh Bryce Foster. But with- or with Oregon making its charge.
2: Yeah. You think you know, that that's, anything? I. It's interesting. I mean, like you have to think that as a kid from the, I mean, you know, y- you've got to feel like with being an A and M type of guy, he's going to uh, gravitate a little bit to the conferences that are, that are playing ball, that are taking this, you know, that are, are, are trying to find a way to get on the field this fall. Now, whether that's fair or not, I mean, you, you can argue about that all day, but I I've gotta think with certain kids, it's gonna go both ways because there's some kids that are gonna see that as well the Pac Twelve and Big Ten, that you know, they're trying to keep me safe. And there's other kids that are gonna say, yep. Man, I, I just wanna play football. Like I'm I don't wanna think about this all the time. I don't wanna worry about my season not being right and what this could mean. So I, I can see it going both ways, knowing Texas kids as well as I do, you know, having covered them for twenty years. I'm going to bet most gravitate toward the ACC, Big 12, SEC model more than the other way around just because, I mean, they're products of their environment and their families and all these things that are, I, I mean, are not, let's, let's be honest, are not groups that are saying this is a huge deal and we need to shut down college football.
3: Eddie, did and, uh- you – Go ahead, Bob.
1: There's a couple there's a couple things, of course, we don't know right now. We don't know about the scholarship eligibility issues that come with postponing the fall season, and we don't know if mid-year enrollees can play in a proposed spring season. So that's a couple things that might change di- the dynamics going forward, but that's something we just don't know.
3: Even though Ryan Day is advocating that they can and that they will remain freshmen through the next year, is he really? I believe that's something he said today. Yeah. Which you know, if you're playing an eight game season or whatever, the. By the way, do you guys really any just
0: curious? Do you
3: think a spring can actually happen?
0: No. This is and this is, and this kind of goes back to my thing about if we're doing this for player safety, which the Big Ten and the Pac-12, that's what they're standing behind. I don't understand how you can expect to have guys play 20 games in the matter of nine months. It just,
1: it it doesn't add up to me. I get The only way is if you're not going to the spring, but you're going to the winter. If you start in January, maybe, but if, if you try to start like a March traditional springtime practice thing, then, then there's no way in hell you're going to be able to that off but but yeah i mean they i i've just seen speculation like starting the first week of january and maybe you try that but man those temperatures and the big tent cities
0: (laughs) bob you know as well as anybody kind of being from up in that area but everybody wants to be outside in madison wisconsin in january (laughs) practicing football or ann arbor or uh chicago wherever i mean it's just I I almost feel like it's a slap in the face to the fans, the coaches, and the players. And not to mention the Big Ten didn't even start talking about a spring season. They have no plan for one until, what was it, like Tuesday night? Or Monday night, I mean? It just, it doesn't doesn't add up to me.
3: If we're talking about still battling these same issues a year from now, what's going to change in January? Like, how is how is the the virus environment going to be so different to where the Pac-12 and the Big Ten can say, okay, now we can
2: play? Sure. It's still going to be pretty much the same, right? Exactly. I I, it's it's punting to punt. And I like that. Just say you're probably not going to do it like because that's. That that's what it's going to come down to. There's nothing that's going to discernibly change. It's enough it's, the mom, it. it's the go ask your mom.
3: It's the go ask your mom level of, of uh,
2: decision making. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I use that a lot. So that's <laughs> fine. I mean, I'm not not here to judge. Actually, I'm definitely judging, but still. See, I brought it I'm all back ru- together. I, I, well, I'm just, I'm just ruining two lives, so. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I just I can't see that it's gonna happen. I I mean, which is gonna be it's gonna be more infuriating even for Ryan Day. And I could just well, see team. I could here's the other thing: the conferences might say, "Okay, you're clear to play." I could see a lot of schools saying, "Yeah, we're just not gonna do it.
2: We can't make you it know, happen, guys." What do you think of the talk of these, like, Nebraska threatening, like, oh, we're going to play somebody, and then everybody's like, oh, the conferences and the money, they'll never let that happen. Are you telling me Fox wouldn't be all over the idea of, like, a super conference, like Ohio State, Texas, Georgia, Alabama playing each other every week? Like, what are we talking about? But here's the problem. Of course they would.
3: The the Big 12 is not going to screw up their grant of rights and their money to help out Mm -hmm. Nebraska. Now, if Nebraska wants to come into the Big 12 and get a piece of their pie, a small piece, they'll probably be willing to do it. But that's the thing. Like, who's Nebraska going to play on the the contract for the Big Ten? The Big Ten's not going to allow that. You're going to make a separate contract just for a year? Yes. Do
2: it. Make that money.
3: I don't know how that works, but it doesn't seem like it'd be easy.
2: I agree with that part for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, I don't have to I don't have to do the fine fine points, so I get to say these things. We've
3: uh we've gone on for a while today. Um anybody else uh, any order of business that you want to bring up before we get out of here, fellas?
1: I'll just say I have a I have a pretty big 2021 basketball recruiting class Ooh. update coming. I'm thinking right. probably closer to Friday now than. Than tomorrow after everything that's happened but and if you great, haven't seen great it event.
3: go to the website bob went out to the uh, team griffin uh showcase is that yeah, i was, was gonna going?
1: bring that up yeah that was sensational i mean i really thought glorified scrimmages it'd be a bunch of dunks and lobs and but it was competitive it was streamed nationwide to where like college coaches were trying to get in touch with kids like right after their Scrimmages to let them know they wanted to offer. It, I mean, it, it was sensational. It was the first Team Griffin event they were able to do since March, and the, those kids really made the, the the most of it.
3: And I know, like Taylor's real. I mean, like he pr- pretty much runs that whole thing, right? And then and Blake was there a little bit.
1: Yeah, Blake Blake showed up for the championship and and, and spoke to the guys after. But that entire coaching staff that they've got going that was such a well-run efficient event that just couldn't have gone any better and we're i mean we're when we're talking 2021 that's damian collins the borderline five star prospect from a- atlanta texas and that's trey alexander a rivals 100 kid from heritage hall and collins i even after talking to him i get a feeling it's still ou or texas maybe leaning a little toward the horns now. The one thing I think he has finally accepted that he's not going to be able to make any visits and he's just going to have to make a decision. And I I think for some, even, you know, football kids, that's been a a tough thing to really come to grips with. You're not going to make those trips that everyone before you got to do, where I think Trey Alexander still is holding out hope that he can make some more visits. So I think he'll take, a lot longer to make his call. And I think the longer he waits, the less likely it is that he's a sooner where we're calling that. OU Texas battle that could come to a head at any day now.
3: All right. Good stuff. Uh, you go to the website, check that out. Full report, lots of pictures, uh, from the event. And, uh, um, yeah, really appreciate that. And the high school stuff going to be cranking up as well. Uh, and, Just want to let you guys know, appreciate you, you know, always being a part of the Sooner Scoop. Uh, If you're not a subscriber, uh, come come check us out. We got football, we got practice, getting ready to ramp back up. So, should be... Look, we haven't had any access, and there's been great information for a month now. I mean, uh, we've been on top of, you know, all the injuries at camp. Obviously, uh, the Big 12 uh, Board of Regents deciding to uh, bring back uh, or allow football to happen. So... The door is wide open we we are exhaling a little bit uh we all feel like we might have jobs after all so that's good news uh but uh it's it's really because of your support that we're able to do all the things that we're able to do and uh the more people that sign up the more stuff we can do so i think if you look at our history we've proven uh we we love to invest back into the site and give you guys a a a bigger better experience each and every year and COVID certainly put a little damper on that, but uh, even though we don't know if we're going to be in press boxes or whatever, we're definitely going to be bringing you full coverage uh, of the season as it happens uh, in whatever form or fashion that it happens in. So, appreciate you guys. Hope you'll be a part of it at Soonerscoop.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks to Josh, to Eddie, to Bob. uh, And we'll see you guys back here again next week on another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.